right. Welcome in, guys. With me now, I have Carson Rhodes. He's the first commit of the 2023 class for the Iowa State Cyclones. He's going to play either tight end or offensive tackle. I think he'll do spectacular at both. How are you doing, Carson? I'm doing great. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. How's your summer been? What you been working on? It's been going great, you know. I mean, get to work out with my team, get to play some basketball, play a little soccer, you know. I mean, not be in school for a while. It's, mm-hmm. it's so. so has there been anything that you've been focusing on while, you know, you kind of you're working out for your team and you're kind of in the back of your mind thinking about when you get to Iowa State, has there been anything that you've been focusing on or is it just kind of going through the team workouts? Um, I mean, I've been really focusing on my route running a little bit okay. and also like my uh, my working on my skip pull or like my karaoke step pull because we I pull a lot in our offense. So mm-hmm. try to do that to my best ability this year. And honestly, I absolutely love pulling mm-hmm. when I see like, Easton Dean come across like the line of scrimmage full speed to run into like a D end like that's what I picture myself doing at mm-hmm. Iowa State like I just want to run through somebody mm-hmm. but so, so I'm not as familiar like what is, what are you talking about when you talk about a karaoke step pole so I, I kind of like line up right behind the uh the offensive tackle okay so like if I'm on the right side of the line like I'll step with my right foot. I'll put it behind my left foot. And, like, so you got to keep your shoulders, like, square to the line of scrimmage, if sure. that makes sense. So yep. you do a little karaoke step and, you know, you just – I don't know. You got to keep your eyes up field is what my coach always says. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. hard It's hard to picture because there's no video and I don't have any highlights mm-hmm. of too much. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so what would you say is the best part of your game? Oof, um, probably my blocking. Okay, just I do it all the time. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I'd love to say it was my it's my catching, but like I haven't completely proved myself that I could catch ball. Like, I caught uh, eleven out of twelve passes thrown to me last year which it's not perfect you know but obviously this year I'll be throwing the ball a little bit more sure so I prove myself that I can actually catch the ball still and run after it too like run after I catch it mm-hmm. yards after catch okay cool so you play for Nevada um right just east of Ames Mm-hmm. Who's kind of your big rival if people are going to come and see you? Who who would you recommend people coming to coming to see? You know, that's a really hard question because there's just so many schools that hate us. But through our years, West Marshall's probably our biggest rival. You know, I mean, past couple of years they've or not past couple of years, but last 10 years I would say they definitely have won more games than us. Uh, they've always been a playoff team. They've been big and physical guys. But ever since we stepped up our program, we haven't lost to them for three years now, I believe. So mm-hmm. I would say that they are still our rivals just because they've had the more winning pass. But we're, we definitely turned that around. Uh, yeah, they're probably still our rivals because it's always a good game. We got game of the week from KCCI, I believe, that game. Okay. Last year, you know, they went to the playoffs. I think they lost in the second round. Sure. I believe, maybe the third round. I'm not sure, but they're a really similar team. So it's a great rivalry. There's so okay. many hate us. And that's Gil- the first, Gilbert Rowland story. I mean, mm-hmm. gone for a while. I mean, we've kind of got a little rivalry with ADM going on now. Because sure. we played them in basketball, we beat them. We played them in football two years, two years in a row. One for our playoff game, and one for our uh, first game of the season two years ago. But we've beat them a couple times. But then they'll get us back in a different sport like track or something else. So 
<laughs> they still think that they own us in the rivalry a little bit, but I don't think that's true. Crack doesn't matter. I take our rival, rivalries a little bit too far sometimes. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But, like, track is such an individual sport, mm-hmm. though, like, especially if you have one guy that's just really good at sprints and just runs every race. Yeah. Guy team. I mean, basketball and football is different because you have to you have to have twenty two guys that are better than their twenty two guys. Mm. So, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, I have a question for you. When when did you know that you were pretty good at football? Is there a specific play or game that you had that you're like, yeah, I could probably go play in college. Um, believe it or not, I think it was actually probably like this past year, I would say. Okay. Our last game and our playoff game. I'm not sure because I did really good in both. So I can't really remember like which game was which. They had really similar colors. So it messes me up too. But obviously I'd been to plenty of visits before, but it was like, you know, maybe they're just recruiting me for my size and whatnot or something like that. Like, that's what I heard a lot. I, I just heard a lot of people say, like, oh, yeah, he's just getting recruited for his size. But then uh, against the, it was against North Polk and ADM, actually. Um, I had a punt block. I had two touchdowns for those two games. I had an amazing truck block that you posted. That was one of my highlights earlier mm-hmm. that you posted. That was, like, a third and long. So that was huge to win that game. But mm-hmm. – we definitely, I scored twice in those two games, which I only had three touchdowns. So, I mean, that's pretty good in my eyes. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so after those two games, you know, you kind of pop off and it's like, yeah, like, I I can play, you know. So, that was really a big confidence booster. But, obviously, this summer, like, you know, I was – sometimes I would be picked, like, last in seven-on-seven seven for, sure. like, the summer thing. Like, as a joke, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, just as a joke. <laughs> and then I'll, like, go drop a couple balls or something. This is, like, last year. So then they really wouldn't pick me. And then it was like, oh, you know, I, I got to get got to get a little better. So this year, you know, seven on seven. I know it's the coach calls it fake football. But, like, you know, I get targeted, like, every single time for my quarterback. And, like, we've just got this chemistry. It's like, yeah, just throw it up and I'll probably go up and catch it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a great time. So just like after those two games, I think I really was like, yeah, like I can do this. That's awesome. So when did you get the Iowa State offer? Um, actually, that was basketball season. Um, we played at Gilbert, so right in Coach Campbell's backyard almost. And he came to see the game. Actually, it was really sad because we were supposed to have PCM at our place and that got canceled so you know I was like oh my gosh like this is an opportunity of a lifetime it just got canceled so it got moved to Saturday and that was still gonna work for him he was still gonna be able to make it out then that got canceled too so I was like oh my gosh like this is awful so eventually we found out that we played Gilbert and then he made it out for the whole game you know he came and watched me coach Myers came as well Mm-hmm. So I think I didn't really get to talk to him too much after the game. So I'm not sure what they really saw, but exactly a week later, they, they gave me the offer. So after that, you know, I took a week, had a, had calls with other coaches from other schools. And, you know, they were like, you know, we still want to see you at camp. We're not going to change how we recruit you really. So I was like, you know, I was really, like, I was talking to my parents. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm ready to commit. Like, I'm, I want to, like, just seal the deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And then even a couple people have said, like, yeah, let's wait a couple more days, you know. And then I was like, you know, I just want to do it. So that front, like, a week after the offer, I called Coach Campbell, committed. And then, actually, Nick Osen came and interviewed me after that, <laughs> that same Friday. And I couldn't, tell, I couldn't tell him that I committed. So he posted that story a Friday afternoon. And then Saturday, I announced it early <laughs> in the morning. So. Okay. 
So, so you kind of committed pretty quickly. It sounds like other other teams were looking at you and kind of wanted you to feel you out a little bit before they offered. Why why did you commit so quickly to Iowa State? Did you grow up as a Cyclone fan or or what? I def I definitely did. Mostly grew up as a Cyclone fan. You know, I had a little phase where I was a little bit of a Hawkeye fan, but Ugh. that was like, you know, yeah, I know. Yeah, and I was just it was like Iowa had always been beating Iowa State, and I was like, you know, maybe I should change. So I went. I went. I've only went to one Iowa game before, and I couldn't even tell you how old I was. I was maybe nine or ten. Yeah, that's, that's how long ago it was. But after that, I would, I've never been to an Iowa game. You know, so yeah, probably was Iowa State's just so close too. So I, I've been <laughs> to a lot of state games. We've had Suka Benzone tickets since they came out. Mm -hmm. thing so i would say i probably grew up an iowa state fan a little bit okay okay yeah how miserable was that experience in <laughs> iowa city i mean that that sounds like it was terrible um it was really funny because i think we went er uh, i think we went the day before we went with my dad's buddy uh -huh. man, but i've kind of changed him a little bit but uh so we went down, took a camper out there, and we spent the night somewhere in Iowa City, I believe. And then early that next morning, I can't remember who they were playing. So we went in there about half hour before kickoff. No one was really in there too early. So the music was just so loud from my little ears. We left. Like, we didn't even watch the kickoff. We just straight up left. So I didn't even get to see it. That was, that's a pretty funny story I like to tell. <laughs> that's funny so uh, what other schools were looking at you i'm just curious um so um a little i would say i'm gonna start with like conferences because that's how i kind of remembered them so sure i been in touch with the baylor o-line coach a little bit but sure. that wasn't really going anywhere and then right after I got my Iowa State offer, I'd had a couple Kansas State guys uh, following me, but their director of recruiting started to reach out. And I think it was uh, two days before I committed. I already knew in my mind, I was like, you know, I kind of just want to commit and end it. And he was telling me to fill out a questionnaire. And I was like, you know, I just didn't reply. And he, Did you get a chance to fill out that questionnaire? And I felt so bad because I never leave coaches unread most of the time. Mm -hmm. So I, I just waited till I announced and he just, he congratulated me, but so Kansas state, I had Kansas talking to me a little bit, but honestly, I didn't have much contact with them. Um, trying to think of other big 12 schools. Um, geez, I, I'm not even sure. I had a lot of following from, most power five schools i think okay. but a lot of them never ended up reaching out for big 10 nebraska i went on the visit there against uh, michigan and then i had some contact with them i had contacted them for a while before that too and then after the game they just never talked to me like didn't say a single word and then when i got the iowa state offer i had the line coach followed me, but that never went anywhere either. Yeah. Obviously, Iowa. Um, Minnesota was in the same spot as Iowa where they wanted to see me at the camp and just to see, like, how I played and whatnot. So they definitely wouldn't – they weren't going to offer me until summer or something. Sure. Um. I had a couple, I guess, Southern Florida. I had a guy from, oh, yeah, West Virginia. They were recruiting me a little bit, too. And then the main recruiter there went to Southern Florida. Mm -hmm. But I, I kind of just told him that was a little too far for me and my family, which is definitely true. Um, print, like a couple Ivy League schools, Princeton and Yale. And then... I had a couple following from like um, Pac-12. Utah followed me. Uh, coach from UCLA. 
I think that's it. Army was trying to recruit me a little bit. I can't. I can't remember so long ago, but mm-hmm. yeah, cool. That's about it. So you recently came on the official visit. How how did that go? What were you expecting, and like what all happened? I wasn't sure what to expect because I mean, my brother went on official visit to his school, his home in Sioux Falls. He goes up. So he went on his official visit and obviously it's two different levels, but I was not sure what to expect. You know, I just had seen a couple TikToks about what to expect from an official visit. And then it was really similar to a lot of other schools, I believe. I mean, you stay in the hotel, meet all the other guys, but honestly, I think Iowa state did a really good job with their official visits. Obviously you could tell with the commits after two, but uh, mm-hmm. it was a really, really fun weekend. My parents had a great time because they got to meet all the the family members and like the parents. And I, all the parents got along really well, I believe. So the coaches met all my parents and everyone else's parents. They had a great time. Like the food was just amazing. And then even the hosts, like I played bag with uh, Brock and like JRL Brock and uh my buddy Jimbo the lineman but mm. we had a hunter deckers was there I talked to him for a little bit with JJ got to got to see all the recruits that was a really good time as well and then mm-hmm. the got a battle with Matt when we went to the indoor golf place he was out driving I didn't have a good driver so mm. That's my that's my battle. I got a battle with Mouser. I got to drive further than him. So mm-hmm. we're big competitive golf guys. So that's that was another reason why like I loved Mouser. I love Mouser, but like I can't wait to beat him for the next five years. I just I just can't wait for that. Sorry, I'm getting off track. No, no, you're fine. You're good. Who is your host? Um. Jimbo, it's uh, Jim Boniface. That's what it is. Okay. I can remember. He's a, I think, sophomore. Yeah, he'll be oh. a second second year offensive tackle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. he he was another in state guy. He was from mm-hmm. Dubuque. Yep, he was really fun to be with. Awesome. And we went out to Campbell's house. I forgot about this. So we went out there for a. Day. And then all the recruits and a lot of the host players. And, well, there are a lot of players there without a recruit host, but we all played uh, knockout. So there was this massive line of people. I don't even know how many people. There was probably 50 guys all playing knockout in the same hoop. And that was, like, just so much fun. We had people swatting each other. And then, like, little kids jumped in it was like that was probably the most fun of our week my weekend just was playing knockout and it sounds simple but it was just a really good time uh, and then we had a little dunk contest you know uh Dion silas the little short running back he was dunking on eight foot and <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he's not gonna well, uh, yeah i want to put that out there but he probably can't dunk on a 10 foot rim yeah I hate to expose him, but there was a video and he he, he missed the first dunk too. That was that was hilarious. I mean, he but, probably has never tried to dunk in his life. <laughs> I probably not, you know. Poor we guy. had a I think I think it was Benny did some crazy dunks. J Mo was dunking like it was insane. Well Benny can jump out the gym. Blake Purchase can dunk. He can really dunk. I mean, yeah. Benny was going crazy. That was insane. But yeah, it was a really, really good weekend. And I got a whole cookie cake too. So that was pretty sweet. That's sweet. So so who won the knockout? You know, it's crazy. Uh Jim did twice. <laughs> he won both games. And then I think there was another game we played, but I can't remember who was in it but like Hoosier joined in and Mauser joined in too. Mauser was top three and Jim ended up beating him too. 
Like Jim's shirt was drenched in sweat because it was he was like trying so hard. And if you saw his form, you would not think that he could win two games in a row, but somehow he did. And I don't know how, but he did. Yeah, he's probably like the old guy at the Y that just has the worst form, but everything goes in. I mean, he did play basketball through his career, but, man, he's obviously not a shooter. He's clearly a post. (laughs) It's a big dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I got another question for you. It's a question that you're going to ask me. What would you like to ask a Cyclone fan, and I could try to answer it for you? What's your favorite game from last year? From last year? Oh, man. I would probably have to say the Oklahoma State game. That'd probably Mm -hmm. be my favorite game because you can – obviously, you have a Texas game where we start kicking the shit out of them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Excuse my language. Start start – beating them bad in the second half. TCU, that game was over from when they walked in the stadium. Yeah. You knew that Brees Hall was going to just go crazy. I mean, it was, that was a lot of fun, but definitely the Oklahoma State game, just because of the stakes that was on the line, uh, yeah. that was the kind of the season-defining win. And the, the crowd was just going crazy the entire game because we knew how bad we needed that one. We we'd had a little we'd had a little struggles starting off the season, and we kind of were like, okay, well, we need a big one. We need to beat the number six team in the country, and beating that team when they had a really good defense, a good running back, their quarterback's pretty good. You could just feel that, okay, if if we can get over this hump and obviously rush the field, then it'd kind of make it all worth it. The whole season, everybody coming back. That was a lot of – were you at that game? Yeah, I was there as a recruit. Okay. That, did, you run, did you run out of field? Yeah, I did. Okay. Awesome. I, I took a long-time Iowa State buddy as my guest, and, yeah, we just – we ran on the field. Yeah. We I, like, I put to. our name tags in our shirts because I was like, you know, like, we don't know if we're really supposed to be doing this, but, like, everyone else is, so we, just, yeah. we ran. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, a great time. I mean, you have to. I, I yeah. wish we would run on the field after every game. Yeah, we did that at my high school and my my high school. Like we went we went, I think, nine and oh in in the state of in the state of Illinois in the regular season. We went nine and oh and then we went to Ohio to play a massive super killer team and we lost to them. But after every game, we ran on the field (laughs) and we would beat teams by 50 and then we'd run on the field. (laughs) And that was great. We loved it. So, yeah. Maybe that will become a tradition, very expensive tradition. But anyway, this is a lot of fun. So you you do get fined for running the field, don't you? You do, yeah. That's uh, it's it's different for every conference. I think like yeah. the S, I think the SEC, it's like a quarter of a million dollars. But that's what I thought. That's crazy. I mean, shoot, yeah, I, I, was, I was scared to rush the field because I was like, you know, like I don't want to be part of this. I get fined like quarter mil. I mean, it's uh, worth it. Yeah, it somebody was. will write the check. <laughs> it was funny because we, my buddy and I, we had just left our dad sit like he 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 was on the field too. But rushed, so we were like, you know, how are we gonna find him? Like our phones don't work. But he literally just found me because I'm just I stick out of the crowd. That's how he found me. He just saw my hair and immediately found like just ran to me. Well, yeah, and you're also six foot seven. Yeah, that was like, was like, how'd you? Oh yeah, forgot. I'm just sticking out. But, yeah, awesome. So where where do you sit in those games? Like, where do you normally sit? So I like I sit in section M because I okay. I'm a I'm a weirdo and I kind of like seeing the entire field. Um, where is section M? I guess so section M is if you're if you're looking from the south, the suck up. It's right. Yeah. It's to the left, and it's up top. It's right in the corner. Okay. So, yeah, I. That's not those, bad. Yeah, I those those are my favorite seats. You can see everything. I I don't really like sitting 
I, the first level because I, I feel like I can't see very much. I mean, I did that in college where I would go right down to the bottom and I would miss half the game because I just can't see any of it. So, <laughs> well, yeah, I like sitting up top. That's fair. Yeah. What's wrong with that? So, Carson, do you have any more questions? Anything else you'd like to ask? I did, but I don't remember them anymore. I guess when did you? Obviously, you came here for college, but sure. did you go to you go to all the games for college student and whatnot? Yes, I did. So I got the I got the um, the uh, what's it called? It's like an all sports pass for the yeah. students. You pay and you get you get to go to basically every game just by showing your card. And it's kind of funny when I came here. I came here on a engineering scholarship and planned to do research. I didn't really, I really, I liked college football a lot, but I didn't really care where I went because I was kind of an Oregon fan at the time. And Ooh. I was like, I'll just watch them. I'm not, I can't really go that far because my parents didn't want me to, but I'll just root for them and go to school and whatnot. So I had no idea what Iowa State was. I had no idea about their history or anything. I didn't think that they were – I thought they were like a D2 school. I, and I would when I came here, I was like, why do they have such a big football stadium for being a pretty unknown of team? And then, <laughs> and then we came – I came, and I came in 2011, and we barely beat UNI, and I was like, okay, well, UNI is a tiny school too, whatever. I didn't know how good UNI was at the time either. And then we played Iowa, and I, I look around at my friends, and it's the hottest day of the year. I'm looking around. I'm like, why the heck are we playing this team? Like, this team is going to roast us. Because my brother and sister, they went to Indiana, and I, I'd watched Iowa-Indiana games when they came to either Bloomington or we went to uh, Iowa City a couple of times. And I'm like, why are we playing this team? This team kicked the crap out of Indiana. They're going to kill us. And then we won that game and we rushed the field. I almost died of heat stroke. But like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is probably the biggest, like, this is the biggest win in college football history. And it was a big win, but like, it's definitely not the biggest win. Yeah. And then, then like two weeks later, we played Texas. And I, and I look around at my friends again, and I'm like, why the heck are we playing this Texas team? And one of my friends goes, you know we're in the Big 12, right? We're going to be playing Baylor and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State like the next few weeks. And I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> like, now, like, and I live in – I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. So, like, not knowing of Iowa State, like, that's how irrelevant Iowa State was for the longest time. So yeah. like now, like when they talk about Iowa State and Matt Campbell and all that stuff on like the the big media shows like Josh Pate and other places, like I don't, I don't, me as a fan, I don't take that for granted because I remember how my fandom started with me not even knowing that we were a Division One team. So like I, how far the the team has come. And how good they are now, it's it has totally changed the trajectory of Iowa State. And now you get to be a part of that team. So that's mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, another question. Sure. Who's your favorite all-time Iowa State player? Doesn't have to be football. Man. But I guess I'd like one from football, I guess. I'll I'll give you two. I'll give you one that's like obvious. And then yeah. another guy who I think was underrated. The obviously Brees Hall is yeah. like he's the man. Like I think that he's between him and David Montgomery. David Montgomery is definitely a close second. Who I would be like, yeah, he's awesome. But I think Brees Hall. I think he's going to be an NFL vet for like like ten years. Mm. I think he's going to be excellent for the Jets. If if the Jets can figure it out, but or I, I think he'll be a longtime NFL player. He's he's incredible. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of if there's a basketball guy. I'd probably say George Niang for basketball. Or no, no, that's not no, that's not true. Royce White. 
Royce White, even though he's kind of gone off the rocker recently, when he was at Iowa State, he he was the man. Like is it he, yeah, Royce White, he was the man. He commanded the game. The only reason we lost games was because we didn't have the talent that the other team had, like Kentucky. Um, and then kind of my underrated guy for football. I'm, I don't have one for basketball, but my underrated guy who like doesn't get enough love, and I don't know why, is Quentin Bundridge. I don't know if you remember him, but mm-hmm. he would he went to school when I was in school, and he was damn near unguardable. And the only reason why he wasn't like an all-American wide receiver in my eyes. The only reason why was because the guy getting him the ball was subpar. Our quarterbacks were not good. Like if when he got he got good passes, like he was unstoppable. He was great. So, yep. I know that people are going to be mad because I didn't say Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard, obviously, he's up there too. Yeah. I mean, he's incredible. He's the best wide receiver to ever come, but I love Brees Hall. I think he's amazing. So, who's your favorites? I feel like I have to say Charlie or Allen. Okay. Rucker Allen, I would say. I mean, obviously, I didn't watch a ton of Iowa State games when, like, they weren't the greatest. Mm -hmm. Ever since Campbell came, I obviously watch him a little bit more. Of course. And – we couldn't even get half the games on our stupid TV anyway, so I never could watch the games. But, oh, you don't uh, get Fox Sports Midwest Southern? No, I don't get ESPN 30 yeah. plus HD whatever. Yeah, so, Ocho, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't watch a lot of the games, but, I mean, just over the past couple of years, it would probably have to be those two because, yeah. well, you know, if I go – when I go there, obviously – it's not even sure if I play tight end, but I'm just – you can't really pick out a lineman too well, in my opinion. Like, it's hard to watch them and what's going on in the game sometimes, so sure. I never really watch those guys. But sure. Allen, because of his blocking, obviously, and then mm-hmm. Kohler for receiving. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I never really got to – watch Dylan Saner too much, which it makes me sad because everyone compares me to him like out of high school and whatnot. So I wish I could have watched more of him when he was still playing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean it, it took him a few years, but when when he was good, he was he was a pretty good blocker. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And then obviously these tight ends now. Yeah. Like I'm really excited to see how this year goes because you've just got a way different room now but mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's hard to say but i would have to probably just say those too okay cool yeah do you have one for basketball or do you not really pay attention <sighs> well i mean i would probably just say well I don't know. Maybe Halliburton. I don't know. Okay. No, I I never really watched a ton of basketball. Yeah, I've watched. Fine. I've I've only been to two Iowa State games in my like entire life. Probably more, but I I know of two for sure. I went to a Yale game. They played Yale, the and team. we went. To, my dad and I went to Johnny's, and I still have the wristband and ticket. Mm-hmm. And then back for the. Uh, I think it was Oklahoma State game where they scored like less than forty points. Oh my we, god! We, we, we went to that was the one game we went to last year, and because I, mean, I was already committed, so I was like, you know, I feel like I probably should start going to a game because just like it, it's Hilton, you know. I was going. I was at a low place after that game. <laughs> I, I was trying. To, when we were at the game, I was trying to look at your reactions for that just because I was like, oh, he's not going to be doing too good after this. I mean, it, I try not to I, – I used to, like, tweet about that kind of stuff, but, I like, now I'm just kind of more – really try to be positive and supportive. 
But that one, if you if I'm not tweeting very much during the game, that means that the, <laughs> it's not yeah. going well. It's not going well. So, but I'm always a big site. I'm always rooting for the guys to figure it out. I don't ever root against a guy in the Cardinal and Gold. But there's some th- sometimes I was like, oh boy, what are we doing out here? Yeah. So anyway, I got one more question for you and then we can wrap this up. What do you plan on? What, what is your goal at Iowa State? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to be known for? I want to be known for leading. Well, not doesn't have to be leading, but going to the Big 12 championship. Like I want to win a Big 12 title. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's we've been in contention before, you know, I mean. I think we've got our most two talented classes coming in. You know, yeah. I think my personally, I, I think this 23 class should be able to beat out the 22 class. You know, we haven't even had a senior season yet and we're already really close, but I, I want to be, I want to beat that class, mm-hmm. but we're going to have a lot of talented guys coming in, you know, JJ and even uh, Rocco. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna have a crazy quarterback room. We're just gonna have to like not figure it out because it already is kind of figured out. But I mean, just I just want to win a Big Twelve title. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it helps when all the quarterbacks in that room are good. Yeah, I mean, our our quarterback battles when I was a, in college were like, <laughs> do we want a broken water pistol or do we want a running quarterback that with arm that doesn't have any arms? You know? It's like, okay, <laughs> what are we going to trot out there this week? It's like yeah. so bad. So, yeah, you guys are in, you guys are in good hands. These are definitely the, the top two, the top two recruiting classes in school history. We'll have to see how this one ends up. If, if we get some of these guys that we're still in, in yeah. contention for, then you guys – Blow it out of the water. Yeah, you guys have blown it out of the water, but, yeah – you guys have some really talented guys, and it started with with you, the first one. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I, Carson, also, I was also going to say I want to do a, another New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, those, and if it's all right, I got like two more questions that I just sure. remember. Uh, obviously, after every commit, you got to say boom. Yeah. So when when did that start? Well, it kind of started out as a joke. Well, I mean, not really as a joke. I would just say it just because, like, I don't know even where it started. I was just excited. And then a lot of, like, Hawkeye fans, like, they they came onto it and they started, like, making fun of me a little bit. So I just embraced it and I was kind of like, F you. I'm just going to see how many O's I can put. So I, <laughs> yeah. like, we I have think a lot I- of lonely people over in that fan base. A lot of people who don't understand jokes. A lot of people who take everything too literally. So, yeah. And it's kind of a little bit of a joke. But, yeah, it's also that I'm super excited that we got a new guy who's going to come and play football yeah. for the university. But yeah. yeah, I just thought that was funny. I saw <laughs> I was scrolling through Twitter this morning, and I saw your, your boom from yesterday's commitment. Oh, yeah. For, well, for the- that's a – yeah. Um, that's a pretty big one that's a pretty big one it made so, me question like wait what happened because i thought it was a recent but i looked at the time and it was like 16 so, hours or something yeah are you talking about the one for yesterday yeah okay I so thought, that, i thought it was a new one but i was like oh oh no, so that one is a basketball one that one is for a guy and i'm probably butchering his name his name's mylan momsilovich yeah i wasn't um, even gonna say that yeah he's a he's a top 30 almost yeah. five-star basketball player uh, yeah. for the, that's, so. that's a big he, boom he's a big boom yeah that, that deserved the entire tweet yeah every, everybody's here everybody's a big boom because yeah. that that one's just kind of really big because basketball you get like three commitments but yeah. everybody was, in my eyes like, everybody in my eyes is a big boom because mm-hmm. you never know who's gonna be a star when yeah. when Brees hall committed to iowa state we could you could say this about a lot of guys when Brees Hall, when David Montgomery, when uh, uh, Brock or not Brock, but um, Hakeem Butler, when they all committed, they were all two stars. 
and now they're all in the NFL. Yeah. So, like, you never know who the guy is that's going to be incredible. It doesn't matter how many offers. It doesn't matter how many stars. As long as the coaches go, yeah, we think you can play here. We think you can really do something. You mm-hmm. have a shot. So. Hmm. And I was going to – my last question that I can remember. Uh, when you did the uh, the brick tweet. Oh, the- freaking right. hell, man. I was wondering, I was just like, how do you deal with all the – I know you probably just don't really care about, oh, like – I don't care at all. Uh, but, like, well, you are – people call you, like, the laughing stock of, like, Iowa State, like, fans or something. Like, I've seen a bunch of that before. Like, I'll go into your comment, like, every single tweet and see the angry Hawkeye fans. Mm-hmm. Or I just think it's so funny. Well, here's but, the thing about that. Like, I'm doing this for fun. If mm-hmm. it's going to ruin my day – if it's going to make my life miserable getting all these comments, I'm just going to delete Twitter. I'm going to stop the podcast. I'm just going to go. I have more things to do in life. I have like, I have so many goals in my life that I want to do. Like the podcast is really just for fun. I have so many other things in my life that I want to do. I'm married, all that. Like I got, I don't have kids, but I take care of some some kids because they're in a little bit of a rough situation. And Mm. I like, if that, if that stuff ever really gets to me and gets in the way of my personal life, I'm just going to like cut it out. I don't really even read the comments. I know that there was that article written. Here's the thing about that. That was the funny funny thing is the, how, how it started was anytime there would be a tweet or a story or something, like I would tweet like come play for if it was if it was about a story about Iowa State and their success, I'd be like, come play for Iowa State. Or if it was about Matt Campbell, I'd be like, come play for Matt Campbell. He's one of the best coaches in the country. Come play for Matt Campbell. And then other people started doing it, like other news outlets and even some coaches started doing it. So like, yeah. And then I, I saw the post like, oh, look at this bridge. And I'd be like, oh, it'd probably be funny. would be like, come play for Iowa State because we got this stupid bridge. <laughs> and like, I, I was just trying to be funny. And all these dumb Hawkeye fans took it literally. It's a joke. <laughs> like, you, you seriously think that the best recruiting pitch that we have is come look at our big, big ass bridge? Are you kidding me? I'm never going on that bridge. That thing is going to be so hot. That thing, you're going to die on that bridge. This is going to be so hot. Like, I I don't care. Like, I care about a bridge. I think it's awesome. But I don't care. Like, you really think that that's going to win over a crew? No. Did yesterday. That That was Hoggy or... I don't know how to say their name. Hoggy yeah. 10 or something. They were like, yeah, it must have been the bridge or something. Yeah. That was, that yeah. It must have been that bridge, a bridge that kids never thought about. Yeah. <laughs> Probably will never walk on. Anyway. Maybe we should take recruiting pictures on that bridge. I think that would oh, yeah. win it over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. You know, word for that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I. Any anytime there's hatred or whatever or criticism of like anything, I just I don't care. I've I've dwelled on it too much in the past, and now I'm just like it. it in, either an instant block if you're saying negative stuff about me and other people in Iowa State, or I just ignore you. I don't care. I focus on positivity. That's really the only. That's how I want to lead my life. So, mm-hmm. anyways. Thank you so much, Carson, for coming on. What a special guy. That that was one of the best interviews that we've ever done. What a great guy. I'm really excited for him to be a cyclone. And I know a lot of you guys are like, wait, hang on. You didn't (laughs) you didn't say goodbye. You didn't say anything. The audio cut out because my computer died. Because when you sit outside. And you're doing a podcast. Sometimes your computer overheats and it dies. But what an incredible interview. I'm really glad that my computer decided to save that interview. What, What a special guy. 
special guy, and I'm super excited for him to be a Cyclone. Not only am I excited for him to be a Cyclone because he's a special guy, he's also a special player. Really special talent. He talked about his offers. He talked about all the people that were looking at him. But it's... He has some of the highest potential that I've seen for a guy who's going to be on the offensive line. And I know that I know that he kind of alluded to him either being an offensive lineman or a tight end. I think, and this is my speculation, I think that he's going to end up as an offensive lineman. I might get some DMs saying, no, I'm not going to. I think he'll end up as an offensive lineman, and I honestly think that would be, I think he will be a really special player there. He has really high potential there, and here's why. Yes, he is a little, little undersized right now at about 245, 250, but that's because he plays tight end for his high school. He needs to be that weight. When he gets to, when he gets to Iowa State, we'll put on more weight. We'll get him up to 285, 290, and he'll be able to play at that weight. The reason why I think that he's going to, he has super high potential and he could do great things at Iowa State is his mechanic, his mechanics and his fundamentals. He is one of the smoothest runners at that size. He has a great frame. He gets, and, and most importantly, he gets really good leverage on his blocks. When you look at, when you look at how, when you look at how he kind of like moves to go get somebody, when he goes to block somebody, that's what you're looking for at the high school level to figure out, okay, is this guy going to be a good blocker or a good offensive lineman? Obviously, it's fun to watch them pancake small dudes just end people's careers. And that's kind of what he was talking about with some of the blocks that I put in the highlight on Twitter is him just decimating dudes and making guys rethink their career and maybe take up cross country. But the important part of those plays not only does he crush the dude, does he win the battle? Is he more of a man? It's also when he, him moving towards that guy to go block that guy. How does he look? How does his leverage? How are his hips? Does he square up and drive through the guy? That's what you're looking for. That's what you're looking for when you go, okay, yeah, he's blocking people into oblivion, but is he any good? That's what you're looking for. Can his movement in space, his leverage, also his frame, that matters. Can he get low, his hips, all that stuff, that matters. We've seen guys about the same size as him come in and have wood planks with no WD-40 for hips and just can't do anything. Just statues. He's not that. He, he is really, really fluid at that size. He, and he gets great leverage. That's why all these teams were looking at him going, okay, yes, he plays tight end. He's a little small. We want him, probably want him at offensive tackle. He's a little small right now. We want to get him on campus to see his frame. We want to get him on campus to see can we develop him. Iowa State just went to one basketball game and went, look at that footwork. Look at his ability to rebound. Look at all that. That's good enough for us. Sign me up. And then they offered. You could put weight on him. You got a big back. (laughs) But, yeah, Carson Rhodes, you can tell that he's a very cerebral guy. He's a very good guy, genuine guy. He's a guy that you're going to want to root for. He's a guy who lives in Nevada right outside Ames. And yes, I'm going to be going to that West Marshall game on September 2nd this year. And I'm going to be rooting on my boy. Man, I can't wait. He's going to score like three touchdowns. Anyway, I'm setting the bar high, aren't I? But yes, I think that he has really high potential. I think he has really high potential. I know I say that about a ton of guys. But I really think that these, the class 2022 and 2023 are filled with guys that we've never seen before. We, we've got tons of guys. Because you're thinking of a guy who's like, oh, well, a lot of these guys didn't pan out. Well, that, this is the new leaf. 
This is a new leaf. A lot of these guys are some of the best players potential-wise and talent-wise, athleticism-wise, to ever walk through those doors, to ever play in Jack Trice. And Carson Rhodes, he might not have the four stars that a guy like J.J. does or a guy like Michael Parks does, but he's, his level is up there where he, he's a very, very fluid mover, great leverage Good blocker. Can't wait to see what he does. And his ability to pull, he was talking about it. He was talking about it on the podcast. His ability to pull is what's going to make him money in the NFL. When you're a tackle and you can get outside and get in the space and block people in space, it really helps guys like Eli Sanders and Deion Silas go from five-yard gains to taking it to the house really important a guy like Hunter Deo is really good at that and you're going to see Hunter Deo probably on the offensive line do that I can't wait I'm really excited about Carson Rhodes I'm really excited for him to be a part of this team I think he's a great guy I can't wait to have him on again what a special guy what a special podcast that was a great episode to kick off our fir- the first episode for all the interviews with the 2023 guys. We're going down in chronological order of when they committed. He committed first. He's the first guy. And, man, we start off with a bang. He set the bar high. The next one will probably be Jason Hammond. He's, <laughs> he's a good guy as well. That's going to be a long one. That's going to be another almost hour-long one again. I'm... <sighs> I'm over the moon right now. I think that our recruiting class is really something special, like Carson said, and it, start, and it started with him. Started with him. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Really excited to be doing this podcast again, be doing these interviews again. We've got a great one here with Carson Rhodes. Thank you so much. Go Cyclones. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.